Salutations, listeners. You are listening to another episode of the Dr. Jazz Podcast. And I'm your host, Nathan Holloway, your doctor for jazz. And it is our mission here at the Dr. Jazz Podcast to cure whatever it is that ails you through the power and the majesty of jazz music. Now in this episode, we are going to be putting a spotlight on vibraphone master Bobby Hutcherson. That's right. We asked, we listened, and now we're delivering. We asked you for some show ideas, and we've got tons of responses. So thank you all for being so patient with us. So this is one of the shows that was uh, suggested to us here at the Dr. Jazz Podcast. And we are happy to deliver the music of Bobby Hutcherson. Now, we have divided the podcast in and half. In one podcast, you're going to get two different views of Vibe Master Bobby Hutcherson. We're first going to start out with his work as a sublime sideman. And um, some of the great acts that he has helped support in his, you know, illustrious recording career. And then we're going to be taking a listen at some of his own solo albums and some of the great musicians that are backing him up on those albums. So, we hope you enjoy it. Thank you for checking us out. Remember, you can find the Dr. Chaz Podcast and subscribe through Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. So, without further ado, let's get to some music. The music of Bobby Hutcherson. Thank you. 
That was Caribbean Fire Dance, and that comes from Joe Henderson's Blue Note album, Mode for Joe. Great album. Features Lee Morgan and Cedar Walton on that album. Just killer grooves, man. Before that, we heard the New Thing (laughs) sounds. That was what it was called at the time, the New Thing. Um, We heard some New Thing sounds from Eric Dolphy and company with Bobby Hutcherson on Eric Dolphy's Blue Note classic album, Out to Lunch. We heard the track Hat and Beard, no doubt for the great Thelonious Monk, who was always known for his hat and beard. And then we started off the set with Jackie McLean's Wrong Handle which just opens up with some beautiful vibe chords provided by Bobby Hutcherson. And that comes from Jackie McLean's Blue Note album, Action. And it's fitting because um, Bobby Hutcherson kind of got his recording, you know, start, really, uh, on major albums with Jackie McLean and the quote-unquote new thing that was out there. But I wanted to tell you a little bit about little backstory about Bobby Hutchison. He was born January 27th, 1941, in Los Angeles. He studied piano with his aunt, but he didn't enjoy the formality of the training. But he tinkered with it, and um, his family was already very well connected with jazz because his brother was a high school friend of Dexter Gordon, and his sister, who was a singer, later dated Eric Dolphy. So there's no doubt that, you know, just give Eric a call. Say, hey, you need a vibe player. (laughs) Um, But everything clicked for Bobby Hutcherson during his teen years when he heard a Milt Jackson record. That's right, we're talking about bags. Milt Jackson, the one, the same vibraphone player from the modern jazz quartet. Um, And then it kind of clicked for Bobby, and he worked and he worked until he saved up enough money to buy his own set of vibes, He began taking lessons with Dave Pike, the great vibraphonist, and um, he started playing local dances and things like that, and, you know, he got some uh, gigs with uh, Curtis Amy, Charles Lloyd, Al Gray, Billy Mitchell, and that group in 1961 was booked at Birdland, and um, so think about this. He was born in L.A., and he finally got enough recognition and playing in enough bands to where, you know, he went out to the East Coast all the way to New York and he played at Birdland. And after that he stayed on the East Coast um, and then word started to spread about his inventive four-mallet technique. Um, And then from that point he was invited to jam with some of the best musicians in New York. Uh, great musicians like Grant Green, Hank Mobley, Herbie Hancock, um, but also the the forward-thinking musicians who were part of the quote-unquote new thing. Cats like Jackie McLean, Gratian Moncur III, Archie Shepp, Andrew Hill, and Eric, Dar- Eric Dolphy. And it's through those contacts that Hutcherson became an in-demand sideman at Blue Note Records, which is responsible for all three 
of the tracks that we just heard in that set. So he had his coming out party uh, of recording sessions on Jackie McLean's album One Step Beyond from ni- in 1963. And he provided an unorthodox harmonic foundation to the pianist quintet that Jackie had. And then he did even more groundbreaking work for Eric Dolphy, um, in which his solos were very harmonically advanced on the Out to Lunch record, which we just heard Hat and Beard from. And then that was in 1964. And then that same year, he won the Downbeat Readers Poll as the most deserving of wider recognition award on his instrument. So, that being said, that gives you a little backstory into Bobby Hutcherson and kind of catches you up to where we're at so far in the music. So, remember, this spotlight on Bobby Hutcherson we are taking and dividing into two parts. This first part of the podcast, we're going to be spotlighting his work as a sublime sideman for some of the greatest musicians in jazz history. And then we're going to focus on the latter part of the podcast on some of Bobby's own albums. So stick around. Thank you for listening. You're listening to the Dodge Jazz Podcast.
That is one of my favorite, favorite tunes right there in the entire Blue Note catalog. And, you know, we were just talking about in the last set how, you know, Bobby in that first set was all Blue Note. Well, guess what? This whole set you just listened to is all Blue Note magic as well. So that very first tune, I do. I love it to death. It's one of my favorite songs in the Blue Note catalog, and it's called Los Ojos Alegres, 
or The Happy Eyes. And it comes from Duke Pearson's album, The Phantom, which features Jerry Dodgen on the flute and alto flute, Duke Pearson on the piano, Sam Brown on the guitar, as well as Al Al Gaffa on the guitar. And he's got a great version of Affirmation. You know, Al Gaffa is one of those cats that if you don't know about him, you should totally check it out because he's a really tasty guitar player. A lot of tasty, thoughtful, you know, licks and chops in his playing. Al Gaffa, man. Bob Cranshaw's on the bass, Mickey Roker on the drums, and Victor Pentojo on the conga, as well as Potato Valdez on the conga and the giro. So... Once again, that track was Los Ojos Alegres, The Happy Eyes, from Duke Pearson's The Phantom album. Before that, we heard a tune called Black Monday, and it comes from the 1964 Blue Note album, Andrew, with three exclamation points, by the superb composer and pianist Andrew Hill and Hill is on piano John Gilmore from Sun Ra (laughs) fame with the orchestra is on tenor saxophone of course Bobby Hutchison who we're spotlighting on this edition of the Dr. Jazz podcast is on the vibraphone Richard Davis is on the bass, and Joe Chambers is on the drums. This is a fantastic album. It really is. It's part of Blue Note's Connoisseur CD series, limited edition. But, man, it's just, it's good. You know, Andrew Hill is one of these guys, the older I get, I keep coming back to. It doesn't hit you right on the head the way, like, a Lee Morgan album or a a Silver album does, you know. And I love Lee and Horace, don't get me wrong, but... There's some musical depth to Andrew Hill, and uh, it might not hit you first, you know, but you just might not be hip to it just yet, and it's okay, you know, to say that. You know, I, I love thousands of albums, but, you know, I, I, I know myself, and I know that maybe my ears aren't ready, and that's okay. Like, you might have to wait a decade for you to really get hip to some of these sounds, you know. It took me a little while to get into Ornette, too, you know. But once I kind of got kind of the formula that just anything is game, and he's creating his own harmonic things, man, I was on fire for Ornette. And I think that Andrew Hill is a lot like that, you know. There's some deeper things going on. So give yourself some time if you don't dig some of these tracks. It's okay. You don't have to be so harsh. You know, we're all in a world where we make jump cut decisions every day. (laughs) It's okay to, you know, nobody's going to accuse you of flip-flopping on anything. (laughs) So, you know, that's the thing. That's the beauty of music is that um, you can come back to it, even something that you do like, and you can come back to it years and years later, and you realize that you love it. You just don't like it now, but you love it. You've got a deeper appreciation and your ears have matured. So there you go. Don't be so hard on yourself. That's the message right there. Anyway, soapbox is over. So we started off the set with the late, great McCoy Tyner from his 
1968 Blue Note classic, Time for Tyner, which features McCoy Tyner on the piano, Freddie Waits on the drums, Herbie Lewis killing the bass there, and of course the great Bobby Hutcherson on the vibes. We heard the standard I Didn't Know What Time It Was by Rogers and Hart, and I just, yeah, I could have have easily went with um, one of McCoy's, you know, compositions, but I love, 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 love that arrangement of that tune on this album with that and a little bass, you know, uh, vamp thing going on with that leading tone, you know, that kind of drone uh, pattern, that kind of two-note pedal thing going on, you know, and it just, it's so cool. It almost makes the, the tune like this modal challenge, you know, and it's not a modal tune. Believe me, there's some changes to that standard, so. But yeah, I just love it, and hopefully you dig it too. So, yeah, three more great Blue Note classics between McCoy Tyner, Andrew Hill, and Duke Pearson. And if listen, if you can't remember all these tracks, it's okay. We've already done all that work for you. All you got to do is go to the website, Dr. Jazz Podcast, D-R-J-A-Z-Z Podcast, wordpress.com and we have all the tracks that we play for each episode of the Dr. Jazz Podcast plus we have all the album art so you know exactly what to order and you know exactly what to go looking for once everything is reopened and we're all somewhat back to normal so and please by all means support these artists and their families the states and things like that because you know, musicians are hurting right now. So, you know, do your part as a as an active listener, okay? Um, <clears throat> remember, you can find the Dodge Jazz Podcast and subscribe at Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and on SoundCloud. If you have a little bit of a free moment, feel free to write us a review on Apple Podcasts or feel free to write us with any show suggestions. We do have a few, <laughs> a few more you know, coming for you guys, but, um, yeah, I mean, you know, we'd love to hear from you, even if you like what you hear, so please give us a holler, okay, now, that being said, let's get back to some more Bobby Hutcherson magic, you're listening to the Dr. Jazz Podcast.
Jojo, 
That's the name of that track. And it comes from the 1981-1982 album No Problem by Sonny Rollins on the Milestone record label. Uh, yeah, good stuff, good stuff. We've got Tony Williams on the drums, Bob Cranshaw on electric bass, Bobby Broom on electric guitar, Bobby Hutcherson on the fives, and Sonny Rollins killing it on the tenor saxophone. Now, that had to have been a real confusing record date because you go, hey, Bob, and Bobby Broom, Bobby Hutcherson, and Bob Cranshaw all goes, yeah. <laughs> Man, so... Uh, but it's just great to hear two masters, really. I mean, there's there are five masters, but I mean, you know, between Sonny and Bobby Hutcherson, just uh, just really, you know, playing together, man. Oh, fantastic, fantastic, fantastic stuff. And then we opened up the set with probably my favorite, Grant green tune of all time and it's from the album of the same name idle moments it was recorded november 4th and november 15th no let's see track one here you go it was recorded november 4th 1963 and features a who's who al harewood on the drums bob cranshaw again on the bass, Duke Pearson on the piano, Joe Henderson on the tenor saxophone, the great Bobby Hutcherson on the vibes, and of course, Grant Green on the guitar. I tell you what, that's a Blue Note classic. If I ever, you know, would say one, it's Grant Green's Idle Moments. And there's just so much music packed into that almost 15 minutes it's eight seconds shy of 15 minutes so but it's like it's tnt man and there's just so much great music in every one of the solos from you know the lyricism to you know the cool ideas that they have i mean joe henderson's got this great you know kind of diminished lick going on i know i'm geeking out a little bit on jazz theory but there's this little great diminished lick that joe does in that track god i just love that love 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 that so all right but yeah um we have one more let's see yeah we've got one more set of that features Bobby Hutchison as a sublime sideman before we flip the podcast and start f- talking about and listening to some albums that Bobby recorded as a leader. Okay, so stick around. We've only got one more set of the sideman stuff. So thank you for listening. You're listening to the Dr. Chaz podcast.
Thank you.
doesn't love a great bossa nova. Manha de Carnaval, or A Day in the Life of a Fool. And it's also known as Black Orpheus, from the film that it comes from. Written by the great Louise Bonfa, a great composer. Um, It comes from Dexter Gordon's Blue Note, album getting around he's in this great beret on a bike and yeah it's just (laughs) i remember i i I saw this cd in um the great escape in nashville tennessee and i said man how could you go wrong it's blue note it's dexter i mean god bless it's just it who it's Dexter. I mean, with a coat on and a beret riding a bike, you know. And then you look at the who's who on the album, and it's just, yeah, man. Dexter Gordon on the tennis saxophone. Bobby Hutchison on the vibes. The great Barry Harris on the piano. Bob Cranshaw on the bass. He's everywhere, man. Bob Cranshaw is like the Santa Claus of the bass players in Blue Note Records, man. And Billy Higgins on drums. Yeah, we heard Manha de Carnival, which is the way it's listed on this album. And then we opened up that set 
with Galaxy, another great album by, it's a fusion album actually, um, by the trumpet player Eddie Henderson. And Eddie is, was a part of the Mondishi band for Herbie Hancock. And um, some great, great, great playing on those records. And it, it comes from his Blue Note album, Sunburst. And that's a real funky album, you know. I know that Eddie's doing some some things now. And it's he's doing some great stuff with a lot of those cats like uh, Gary Bartz and the Cookers and all of those things, you know. But uh, I do enjoy very much his Mondishi, you know, output that he put in with Herbie Hancock and especially that album, for Blue Note Records. And Bobby actually wasn't on vibraphone on that track, Galaxy. He's actually on mallets. So it's a nice little twist to all that. And that concludes the first half of this podcast, which is us focusing on Bobby Hutcherson as a sublime sideman that who wouldn't Love having Bobby Hutchison play vibes behind you. And the strange part is that every one of those tracks, except for one, you can find on Blue Note Records. So if you want to check it out, it's simple. Just go to our website and you can see for yourself. Dr. Jazz Podcast. D-R-J-A-Z Podcast.wordpress.com Okay. That way you know exactly what you're getting. Well, I'm going to do a lot less talking now. Let's get to some more music. Thank you for listening.
Yes, sir. So we had two covers and one original composition in that set. We started off with an original composition, and then we ended with the two covers. So that last track that we just heard was Una Muy Bonita. Una Muy Bonita by the great Ornette Coleman. And that's a further proof of point that Bobby was definitely listening to some new things and was one of the champions of that whole cause, which we'll talk about in just a second. But Una Muy Bonita is a Ornette Coleman composition, and it was featured on the 1966 album Stick Up for, you guessed it, Blue Note Records. Featuring Joe Henderson on the tenor, Bobby Hutchison on the vibes, McCoy Tyner on the piano, Herbie Lewis on the bass, and Billy Higgins on the drums. Before that, we heard Maiden Voyage. That was already a Blue Note classic by the time Bobby recorded that a year later. Two years later. Is that right? Yeah, a year or two later. Because I think Maiden Voyage came out in 1964 and 1965. So Bobby recorded Maiden Voyage, which is a Herbie Hancock composition, on his 1966 album, Happenings. And that features a quartet of Joe Chambers on the drums, Bob Cranshaw, there he is again, on the bass, the great Herbie Hancock himself on piano, and Bobby Hutchison on the vibraphone. And then we started off with an original composition from Bobby entitled Comes Spring. And that comes from his Blue Note album Medina, or Medina. And that's from 1968-1969. It was recorded, uh, that particular track actually was recorded in August 11th, 1969. Features Joe Chambers on the drums, Reggie Johnson on the bass, Stanley Cowell on the piano, Harold Land on the tenor saxophone, and Bobby Hutchison on the vibes. And it's from Bobby's album Medina. Medina, Medina. <laughs> anyway, something you got to keep in mind at this point, and this is a great time to say it now that we're focusing on Bobby's albums as a leader, is, you know, every generation of, of great jazz has uh, a leading person on their instrument that everybody looks to. And, for example, in the swing era, it was Lionel Hampton. Lionel Hampton was a great member of Benny Goodman's orchestra, the Benny Goodman Quartet. He had his own great big band. And then after that came the bebop era, in which Milt Jackson, Bags, he was a big integral part of codifying that bebop language and vocabulary on the vibraphone. And through the Modern Jazz Quartet and a lot of other things. Don't forget, the Modern Jazz Quartet was the rhythm section for the Dizzy Gillespie Band. 
So the big band, the Dizzy Gillespie big band. So you can't get any more to the root of the source than Dizzy Gillespie when it comes to bebop. And after that, we get into post-bop. And that's where Bobby comes into play. Because Blue Note was the champion for post-bop albums. And Bobby was all over the place for Blue Note Records. And after Bobby, not shortly after, you know, comes Gary Burton into that kind of post-bop, but also into the beginnings of fusion. So, and not saying that Bobby didn't do fusion, not saying that Gary Burton didn't do post-bop. I mean, they kind of intersected, but Bobby was there first. So, and that's who we're spotlighting is Bobby Hutchison, vibraphone master. So, uh, that gives you a little bit more of the importance and of the musical genealogy of the vibraphone, if you will, in jazz. So, that being said, let's get to some more great records by Bobby Hutcherson. You're listening to the Dr. Jazz Podcast. Thank <laughs> you. 
Alright, that is Kata. C-A-T-T-A, written by the great Andrew Hill. And it comes off Bobby's Blue Note album entitled Dialogue. And that's from 1965. Freddie Hubbard on the trumpet. Sam Rivers blowing his nose through that tenor saxophone. But he's also playing on this album soprano sax, bass clarinet, and flute. Of course, Bobby, it's his album. He's on the vibraphone and marimba. Andrew Hill, who wrote that piece, is on the piano. Richard Davis is on bass. And the great Joe Chambers on drums. It's a really great album. Mm. Before that, we heard a 1972 recording from Bobby entitled Natural Illusions. And we heard the Duke Ellington standard Sophisticated Lady, which features... Bobby Hutchison on the vibraphone alongside Ron Carter and George Duvivier alternating the bass rolls. Guitarist Gene Bertoncini, great guitar player, one of my old jazz teachers. Uh, that was his guy that he took lessons from, Gene Bertoncini, man. And I got a chance to talk with that cat, man. That guy's funny. He talked about swinging, and he said, you know, he did this master class, and he was saying that the only way to accurately swing, it's in your ass. That's the only way you can, you've got to move your ass if you're going to actually swing on a bandstand. If you're going to play a solo and it's going to swing, you got to swing it. it you, it's in your ass. you just got to swing your ass. <laughs> I love Gene Bernzini, man. Oh. Pianist Hank Jones. Man, this is, yeah, Jack DeJeanette is on drums, and Gene Bianco is on harp with some strings, and they're playing a lot of standards. They're playing like Sophisticated Lady, The Folks Who Live on the Hill, The Thrill is Gone, Lush Life, uh. And it's kind of like it didn't get a lot of favorable reviews because there was some fusion elements going on. There was also some more standard you know, commercialized things going on. But it's just great to hear a Duke Ellington standard and, you know, a great vibraphonist hand, so like Bobby Hutchison. But it didn't get a lot of um, appeal because it wasn't still rooted in that kind of new thing, that very harmonic, groundbreaking, you know, forging ahead you know, on the cusp of the avant-garde sort of thing. So a lot of cats didn't like it. Oh, well. I love a good Duke Ellington song. And then we opened up the set with Total Eclipse from the album of the exact same name on Blue Note Records as well. And it features Joe Chambers on the drums, Reggie Johnson on the bass, Harold Land on the tenor saxophone and the flute, Bobby Hutchison on the vibes, and none other than the great Chick Corea on the piano. And in fact, Chick writes one of the tunes on the album, Matrix, that he later re-recorded with his trio of Miroslav Itus and Roy Haynes on the Blue Note album, you know, Now She Sings, Now He Sings, Now He Sobs. So, if you'd like to get uh, Bobby Hutchison's take on that, yeah. Um, it's on this Blue Note album right here, man. Great stuff. 
and we heard, like I said, total eclipse. But if you can't remember what we're playing or, you know, if you're trying to jot down these titles and albums and who played on it and whatever, don't worry about all that. We've already done all that work for you. All you got to do is go to the website, Dr. Jazz Podcast, D-R-J-A-Z-Z-Podcast.wordpress.com. And we have all the track listing and the album art for each episode of the podcast. So... All you got to do is find the episode you're looking for, and all the info is there. Now, also want to remind you, you can subscribe to the Dr. Jazz Podcast through Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. And we would love to hear from you, either through the website or through, you know, some kind of mode you can you can talk to us on SoundCloud. So there's another way. And, and yet another way, you can also find us at Twitter, I forgot, at N-D-H Jazz. So there's another way that you can stay up to date for every time we release a brand new podcast. So with all that said, thank you for listening. Let's get to some more Blue Note Magic with Bobby Hutchison. <laughs> Oh, 
the funky, groovy sounds of Bobby Hutchison. That track's called Hey Harold, and it comes from Bobby's 1971 album. Yeah. Yep, 1971. Um, album called Head On, which features Oscar Brashear on the trumpet flugelhorn Harold Land. Remember that name again on the tenor saxophone and flute. Bobby, of course, on the vibes and marimba. Todd Cochran on the piano. And William Henderson on the electric piano and other <laughs> instruments. Um, we heard a Bobby Hutchison original composition called Hey Harold. And it's a little lengthy, but God, it grooves, man. You just, from the beginning of those drums, you're bobbing your head, baby. Mm. And that's Blue Note Magic from Bobby. There you go. Especially in the 70s here. Bobby starts really killing it with some some really, really nice, heavy funk, you know, on the beats. And it's just, it's great. Before that, we heard Bobby Hutcherson featuring Harold Land. That's right. That name again on the tennis saxophone, Harold Land. But this album, this time, is from July 15, 1970. It's from an album called San Francisco. And we heard another Bobby Hutcherson original titled Oomph. <laughs> U-M-M-H. Mm. And it features Bobby on the vibes and marimba and some percussion. Harold Land on this album is playing tennis sax, flute, and oboe. Joe Sample is on piano and electric piano from the Crusaders. Joe Sample. Yeah, that same guy. And if you listen to the Donald Byrd podcast, yeah, the same one from some of that era of Donald Byrd as well. John Williams on the bass and Fender bass. No, not that John Williams. Not the one who wrote Star Wars, Jurassic Park, E.T., Jaws. No, not that John Williams. Different John Williams on bass and Fender bass. And Mickey Roker on the drums. Produced by Duke Pearson. So there you go. This is a great album, San Francisco. It features some great playing by Harold Land and Bobby and some great tunes by Bobby Hutchison. Mm, good stuff. Super funky. So, we are spotlighting the great Bobby Hutchison, Vibe Master, on this edition of the Jazz Dr. Jazz Podcast. Um, we've got one more set featuring... This has just flown by, man. We've got one more set featuring music as from Bobby Hutchison as a leader on his own albums and... Hopefully you've dug it. I know I've dug it. And there are some great cats that Bobby has played with, you know. And, yeah. So, thank you for, you know, all of your suggestions for shows. I don't know that I would have done a spotlight on Bobby Hutcherson right away. But I sure am glad I did. And hopefully, you know, that person digs, you know, this special spotlight. And, you know, it shed some great light for all y'all on the music of Bobby Hutcherson. And particularly Blue Note Records. So, thank you, and let's get to this last great set of music from Vibe Master, Bobby Hutchison. You're listening to the Dr. Jazz Podcast. <laughs> ¶¶ 
So we started off that set with a tune called Se Acabo La Malanga. And a little bit about that is La Malanga had been made famous already by Eddie Palmieri, a genius of Latin dance music, but not yet well known outside of the Latin music fan base. So Bobby chose this tune and it showed me what big ears he had. And Dale Oler, the arranger for the date, had called a couple of times while he was transcribing the melody from Palmieri's record in order to double check with some of the figures. Then they called Rudy Calzado, who wrote the tune, and he was living in LA and at the time, and he had his own Latin dance band. Um, and they asked him for a lead sheet. Rudy was happy to oblige, and he also wound up playing Euro um, on two of the sessions. So what's really cool about that track is, even though it was this Latin thing, um, this Latin, great Latin tune, it features Oscar Brashear and Blue Mitchell on the trumpets, Ernie Watts on the flute and tenor sax, Bobby Hutchison on the vibes and marimba, Eddie Kano on the piano, Dave Troncoso on the bass, Bobby Matos, Victor Pantoa, Johnny Palomo, and Rudy Calzado, all on percussion. Very cool. And it comes from the album Montara on Blue Note by Bobby Hutchison. After that, we heard Un Poco Loco, which is another great Latin tune, but that one was written by the great Bud Powell. And it was actually featured on another Blue Note album by Bud Powell. But this was a 1979-1980 recording and featured Bobby Hutchison on the vibraphone alongside John Abercrombie on the guitar, George Cables uh, on the keys, Chuck DeMonico on the bass, and Peter Erskine on the drums. So it's very hip to find that kind of like fusiony bebop hybrid, you know, for that. And then we ended with one of my favorite, favorite Bobby Hutcherson tunes, and that's why I chose to make it last. It's called Little Bee's Poem. It was one of the very first Bobby Hutcherson tunes I ever played, and it comes from a 1965 session called Components. And that featured Joe Chambers on drums, Ron Carter on the bass, Herbie Hancock on the piano, Freddie Hubbard on the trumpet, James Spaulding on alto sax and flute, and of course, our man of the hour, Bobby Hutcherson on the vibraphone and marimba, all on this album. And it comes from his album Components. So, so hopefully you've gotten a better idea of all the greats that Bobby has played with and just how great he is as well. I mean, he's played with Dexter Gordon, Jackie McLean, Eric Dolphy, Andrew Hill, Herbie Hancock, John Abercrombie, Peter Erskine, and the list goes on and on. You, you've heard the podcast, so he's definitively a jazz star. So hopefully you've dug this music, and I know I have. So thank you for the submissions. Remember, you can check us out and subscribe to our podcast podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. You can also check out our website, Dr. Jazz Podcast, D-R-J-A-Z Podcast, dot wordpress.com. And you can find us on Twitter at 
NDH Jazz. So we'd love to hear from you. Good, bad, or ugly. And if you have any more show submissions, uh, we'd love to hear them. So thank you for listening. As we always say, we do love you madly. And until next time, ashes to ashes, dust to dust. Y'all be good now, because in jazz, we trust.